So, Sean, today's witch word of the day is haruspicate. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to say God bless you, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) But it's haruspicate, which is a verb. Bless you. Thank you. (laughs) 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 This is the act of divination. It's kind of gross. Um, using the entrails of animals. Ew. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, one method was to sacrifice animals to the gods, then inspect the intestines, spleen, kidneys, lungs, gallbladder, and liver. Yay. Um, <laughs> her ruspicy, it's very spicy, you know, was practiced by ancient... <laughs> it was practiced by ancient Assyrians, Babylonians, and Etruscans, as well as African and South American tribes. Do you know why I might be choosing this word today? No. Because there's bile in this. Because there's bile. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> bile. Ew. Ew. Okay. <laughs> well, Kevin, I'm so well, excited. I also tried to research bile. There you go. See. <laughs> Did you get pictures? <laughs> I don't have any pictures of bile for you, Sean. Although, okay. if you want some pictures from me, just say the word. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm spoiled. <laughs> You haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin, and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. Well, welcome to Words of the Witches, episode 84. I'm your resident Charmed resource, Kevin. And I'm Sean, and I just love Convex. And I'm back, bitches! You're back! <laughs> yeah! I'm Siren from the Witch Bitches Review. Here to be well, a witch yay. and a bitch on your show, again. Yay! <laughs> we love that. Witches and bitches. It's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to be talking about Haste Makes Wasteland. Mm-hmm. But there's some things. There's some things. We had a poll last week. Do you remember what the poll was? Um, who do we think Prue, what demon is she raising? Yeah, and that gets answered pretty quickly in this issue. But we're not we're not gonna reveal it right now. I was gonna say I, I know the answer. I can win the poll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I knew people would know, so I'm trying to see if people were first timers or if they had any other people they would have thought about. So let's see what we got. Um the orange double A, Aaron, says Tuatha, just like you. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that also have been great, though? Yeah. yeah. Put a pin in that because, you know, Pat said he brought her, so she is coming back at some point. Mm. Michael Lumiere, I remember him from brunch. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> he says, Trump. <laughs> Ew. No. Nobody wants to Trump. Very bad crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. 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 Uh, Power of X-Men said Patty <laughs> with a little oh. tumsic out face. Oh, looky here. Sean Porritt says Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, funny. Well, that's what everybody voted for on Solving for X. <laughs> it re- is really that's what they put? Because that's what I put. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Wolverines. I well. can see it. Prue with her like new lesbian haircut. She summons Wolverine from the dead. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Proverine. Remember we talked about Proverine. 
except for Sean. <laughs> right. Um, and then Anthony B said the Wiggy Monster, Coso said Exodia, which I think is from Yu-Gi-Oh. Exodia. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then Isaiah Caston says Prob Abraxis. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, then we had two that said Kira. It's Kira bitch, so the only answer that makes sense. Really? I mean, now that you know. Oops, sorry, spoiler. Oh my god, spoiler. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> But let's get into this. This is season 10, issue 9, Haste Makes Wasteland. And this was published June 10th, 2015. Written by Pat Shand. Artwork by Eliza Feliz. Colors by Valentina Cuomo. Letters by Christy Sawyer. Edited by Pat Shand. And cover art by David Seidman. Do you want um, some random facts about the title? <laughs> sure, tell us, tell us, tell us the things. I really get into like the linguistic stuff. Um, we talk about this on our show, um, which features review. We always talk about the title of every episode of everything that we yes. do. And then I usually just do too much research about boring shit about it. <laughs> so guess what I did for you? Well, thank you. Researching. Yeah. <laughs> so check this out. Um, Haste makes waste is an English idiom that is... At least as old as um, 1500, Common Era. Um, one of the earliest printed versions of it is in a book that's often referred to as John Ray's 1678 Proverb Collection. If that doesn't sound like a real book title to you, it's because <laughs> the actual title of the book is a literal paragraph. <laughs> a literal paragraph. So wow. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's long. <laughs> okay but anyway but in this book which i guess did really well he just published like a bunch of random sayings he picked up and called it his proverb collection plus a whole bunch of other words so the original line that's recorded is haste makes waste and waste makes want and want makes strife between the goodman and his wife oh <laughs> which i guess means if you do things too fast and you like I don't know, spend all your money, then your lady isn't going to have sex with you anymore. Yeah. So, like, stop it, brah. <laughs> is the point. <laughs> That's beautiful. So wrap that message into something about three homosexuals going to hell and finding a giant topless daddy statue, I guess. And uh, <laughs> with special guest appearance from Charisma Carpenter. That's what we're uh, doing. Yeah. I, I think I read a different comic. <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful. Thank you. Well, that's Sarah. what I saw, and that's when. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the tidbits on the title. How do we feel about the cover? It's pretty. It looks like them. Yeah. It looks like. I think the Belfazar face. That's like the big image is like cool because it's like really dark and hard to make out. Mm-hmm. But like, like, I don't know what's going on with them. They look like they're like emerging from a pool of water or something. Also. It's very weird. Like a liquid wall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on there. But it's very red. Very red. <sighs> the first page, you guys. <laughs> it's a doozy. Um, we <laughs> I'm have, instantly excited. <laughs> yes. We have all of our stuff right here on the first page. So are you look familiars, our power plays, and rhyme time all here on this first page. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this page is great. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's funny. She's so familiar to me, though. Reminds me of this old stray that used to hang outside my loft. Familiars. That's what I'm looking for. Have we met before? You look familiar. It starts with Zanku choking Kira back from 
back from witchness protection. They're even saying the exact same lines. He says, hello, sugar. And like, did I ever call you that? What I meant to say was, hello, swirling particles of scum. And then he's like, you always were amusing. But still, I can't allow you to betray us all just to save your own ass. Those are That's direct dialogue from the episode. Um, and that's our You Look Familiar moment. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> and then we see Prue doing her spell, which I'm not going to read to the end. Um, but there's like candles floating all around. There's a, like a circle in the middle. And then we see Zanku doing his vanquishing of Kira. And this is our power play moment. Power play. Kevin, what the <laughs> hell is this power? This is called Particle Swarm. I'm so glad you asked. Because <laughs> it looks like, I don't know, like angry buzzing poop stream. Ew. <laughs> angry buzzing poop streams, which is exactly what this is. So let me tell you, you're right. It's a uh, Particle Swarm is the power to fire a stream of burning orange and black particles from the hands in order to inflict pain on and eventually incinerate a victim. And they buzz, they're like bees. So uh, he's like, he's blasting her with hot particles. <laughs> yes, what's happening. exactly. That's the really part- mean. It's very mean. And the, get this, the particles swarm around the victim for a considerable amount of time before it finally vanquishes them, making the victim suffer before they're killed. So they, yeah, like, that's terrible. super mean. But on terrible. the other Poor hand, Zanku, blast me with your hot particles, daddy. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I was seeing that too. He would have a hot particle power. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. fuck yeah, he would. <laughs> He's the only known user of this power. Zanku is so. Mm. But now we're gonna get into the spell. This is our rhyme time moment. Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really gotta lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful, witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. So this is Prue summoning Kira from the pa- from the past. Uh, and the spell is, Those who dwell in darkness hear my call. As the shadows of old begin to fall, the hands of time will bend to mine and break before me, sundered twined. Come forth, demon. Rise. And then like shadows come out and she's really screaming and her eyes go white. And I think the spell is cool as balls. It's really cool. It's a good one. Yeah, I like the words. I like how Prue looks. I like the floating candles. I like what's going on in this picture where Kira's like consumed with like being vanquished or whatever. But instead, she's back. It's the fucking seer. <laughs> I'm so happy. I was happy the moment I saw swirling particles of scum. I'm like, there's only one person who's ever said that. It's Charisma mm-hmm. fucking Carpenter. Is the seer back? <laughs> she really is. So page two is awesome. Yeah, I picked you for this episode specifically because I know how much you love her. And I thought it'd be great. <laughs> yes, thank you, Kevin. Because hi, I am obsessed. I think Charisma <laughs> Carpenter is amazing. And even just seeing her likeness in these images and being able to imagine what she would sound like saying the lines. I mm-hmm. still love it. It's still like she's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually just watched uh, Witchness Protection an hour ago <laughs> to prepare oh, nice. for this. <laughs> yeah. And um, I really like this picture because she is totally wearing the same dress. 
Exact same dress. she died in. Yeah, it's everything. She looks exactly the same. This is my second You Look Familiar moment. Have we met before? You look familiar. Because of that dress. (laughs) But also, it's not, not just because of the dress. It's also combining one of Charisma Carpenter's promotional pictures as the seer she's doing that same kind of pose Mm -hmm. so they take that dress from the show and that pose and kind of merge them together that's what it looks like but Mm -hmm. it looks good it's good and i like the i like this like black circle of smoke from her feet like you can really feel like she was just like plucked like from time yeah yeah (laughs) oh right yeah so she's standing there all cocky and there's candles floating around her and she says well that was unpleasant So on the next page, Tyler, the recent archive, is sitting on the fake fucking stairs that don't go to fucking anywhere. And he's listening in on Henry and Coop talking. And Coop is telling Henry about the fragment of the soul of Cole's father, which is stuck in the demonic wasteland. And he's like, demonic wasteland? And like, Coop is kind of like, dude... It's exactly what it sounds like. There's demons there. <laughs> it's a wasteland. <laughs> so uh, Henry's like, I totally don't want to go there. And he's like, Coop's like, but you said you'd help me, brah. Like, we fuck all the time. And you can't just do this one thing for me. <laughs> and then uh, they're basically saying that they have no way to get there. But then suddenly Tyler's like, wait a minute. I can open portally thingies. I want to go. I do like the thing he says here, though, that humans give all the magical people purpose. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a nice thing to note. Like, you know, they are a very important part of the world. That's yeah. what makes the world go round. <laughs> We're like the bottom of the totem pole for magical creatures, but we have a purpose at least. So good. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Wait, so I, what does that mean? What does that mean, though, that... Humans give them all purpose. So, like, the purpose of magical creatures is to to have some effect on humans? Who made that rule? Humans do something for the magical community. So maybe because... maybe, I mean, I know why demons like them, because it helps them infiltrate the human world and do more evil. Maybe... I don't know. And maybe the elders, like, kind of... you know, manipulating them or whatever. Right, right. And which is like kind of standing there and watching humans die and complaining about how it like got in the way of their pedicure. Yeah. Yeah, there's relationships for sure. <laughs> Others are like, like, I'm bored. Let's cause drama because why not? <laughs> yeah. And demons are like, geez, I wanna I wanna torture a human today. And White Lighter's like, man, I need to protect this human. Without them, we'd all be so bored. We'd all just sit around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So humans are like their chess pieces, so they can all like play, play fight each other with magic. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. our entertainment. That's what they do. They provide entertainment. <laughs> so the next page, we see Phoebe in a hospital bed with Elise by her side, because this was after she fainted on the tour bus, you know. Elise is like, bitch, I'm canceling the tour. And then we see Paige orb in, and uh, she hugs Phoebe, and she's like, what happened? And Phoebe just says... I wanted to think you and Pepper were wrong, but da da da. So those orbs are bad. All yeah. the orbs. I, you know, Why'd they I do that? It. I don't know. It's such a bummer because on the last issue you guys had me on, I had like a huge issue with the artwork. And in this mm-hmm. one, I really like it. I think it's consistent. I think everybody looks good. But except for the orbs, man, I could change one thing. 
Why does it look so glowy watery? Who is that like? Is that maybe what orbing might look like if you like paused it or something? We call them blurbles. <laughs> no, it looks like a Smurf like threw up on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so on the next page, Phoebe finishes her thought. Oh my god, she thinks something's wrong with Prue. <gasps> and well, there's just no proof of that other than Prue like. Raising people from the dead and consorting with demons, which is what we're going to talk about now. <laughs> the seer is all super thankful that Prue raised her from the dead or saved her ass. Did she raise her from the dead or did she like pull her out of time like right I, before she died? I think she pulled her out of time. Because that's because I love that. I love that. That means that like it's like the seer never died and she's just like right. still in the story. Exactly. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, When they killed her, it sucked though, right? <laughs> oh yeah, everyone everyone hates it. Hated it. She was Absolutely. so good in it. Man, yeah. she should have been in more episodes. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So, she's all like, Prue, how the hell did you do that? I guess this is where they discussed. She's out of time. And uh, look, this is me not being vanquished. She's so stoked about it. <laughs> um, Prue's kind of sh- shitty. <laughs> though. Kira's like super happy. She's like, hey girl. Like, you're a witch, I'm a demon, I'm not dead, let's be friends. <laughs> and Prue is like, I will straight up kill you <laughs> if you don't do what I say, which is honestly so like her. <laughs> this is the Prue we know and love from season one. And Sean, did you recognize this little moment, part of it, this moment? Uh, I noticed the Harry Potter reference. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, the girl who lived. That's what they say about Harry Potter. He's the boy who lived. <laughs> That's right. She did say that. Um, but in issue six, the Will of the Witch episode, we had like a flash forward of Prue going into her cabinet and saying, "If you know, don't tell me what I am, I'll kill you. This is that moment. Oh, oh wow. I remember. I remember. Yeah. Right. So now we know who she was talking to because in that issue, it was like this dark shadowy figure. We're like, what is that? It's all coming I do love the creepy zigzag cabinet. Zigzag love cabinet. That. Um, I think the girl who lived line is really dumb. <laughs> like, re- really, really dumb. I don't even think it's dumb because of all the new stuff with Rowling. Like, I just think it's dumb. You're not the girl who lived. You're the bitch who died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Prue wants Kira to tell her what she is or else she will kill her. I love the discovery, though, of Kira. Like, she's like, oh, my God, you're her. It's like, yeah, I know, I'm that sister. <laughs> she does have this, like, look of, like, excited, like, a kind of awe on her face, mm-hmm. at, like, meeting Prue. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God, totally. And the way Pat Shan wrote her lines, like, this really feels like Charisma Carpenter. Like, he did a really it's good job much. with her. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're beautiful. I agree. Yeah. And again, oh my God. whoa. <laughs> uh, I wish you guys had her on here to read her lines like you did with Michael Bailey Smith. The other I know. Day. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, that'd be incredible. <laughs> I messaged her, but I didn't expect a response. I did message her. So, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, guys. It's me, Charisma. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> no, nobody can tell the difference, Sean. Next page. One month later time jump so everybody's standing in the attic and piper's like we tried everything every page in the book and leo's like every page in every book at magic school and podge is like i spoke to the (laughs) elders 
And Coop is like, I spoke to my bosses. And Phoebe's like, we didn't want to call you two for something. So, so. (laughs) And the next page continues. And we see Patty and Grams. And Grams just says, I believe the word you're looking for, Phoebe, is crappy. (laughs) (laughs) Crappy. (laughs) Grams. Grams. Yeah. So there they are. That's the page. (laughs) I kind of thought that line was dumb, too. (laughs) I'll be honest. Um, Just because Grams is, like, so much more, like, vulgar and crude than that sometimes. Like, crappy Mm -hmm. seems kind of tame for her. Yeah. Like, I feel like she'd be like, I believe the word you're looking for, Phoebe, is I hate men, you know? (laughs) Anyway, thanks for summoning me so I can yell at your husband. (laughs) (laughs) This page is about those stupid kids or whatever. Um, Who's the guy... That's Adel, Adel, Adel. Uh, he's the guy that um, was Paige's charge that turned into cats, and he can make. Oh, smoke. the cat guy. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. I'm also kind of a cat guy. So, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. Adel, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like watching their brood of 800 children. Yeah. Right the, now, the, the art in here is real rough. The drawings here are real rough. <laughs> I guess they are, especially like that little twin's face over there. She got some Quasimodo <laughs> going on for certain. Yeah. Is that is Wyatt the big blonde one? That's Wyatt, right? Mm-hmm. Wyatt's the big blonde Wyatt one. Wyatt and Chris, and that's Melinda and her little pink jumper. Yep. And then it looks like he's holding Henry Jr. And then we have like the twins and then like baby Parker there. And Phoebe has PJ upstairs in the attic with her for some reason. That is too much to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) We need like a whole babysitting service at this point. (laughs) And we need an agency to deal with this. (laughs) So yeah, so this random witch, this random cat boy is watching like seven children. Mm -hmm. Seven children. (laughs) And... uh, the kids are like, um, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and he tells them that it's okay. They can trust him because he can shoot toxic gas out of his butt. <laughs> I was going to say, Sean, where does it come from? <laughs> but. Where, where, do the babies, where do the babies come from, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so they get distracted from talking about butts by uh, grandma yelling at Leo. <laughs> I just, I love how this looks pretty good. This looks like Jennifer Rhodes being a see-through ass bitch, basically. <laughs> Leo's like, why do you think this is all my fault? And Graham says, has there ever been a life-threatening conflict that wasn't? <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> I know, I'm like, really? <laughs> but also, like, a kind of, yeah. <laughs> Everything kind of is Leo's fault. We can make a case for that. I might be on Grandma Ghost's side here. (laughs) This is actually, this is one of my favorite panels in the whole issue, is this next one, where the kids are all looking upstairs, and Wyatt says, I think Grams is here. And Adel says, how do you know? And all of the kids answer together, the yelling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The yelling. (laughs) I I imagine the way they say it in, remember the children and we all sing for ice cream? It's like, what are you doing? Killing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember them saying like the, the yelling. The yelling. <laughs> yeah. Why it's a little shit. Yeah. They all are. This looks terrible. 
Adel is in over his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his little stubble, his little scruff thing. Miserable. I would be miserable. Well, he the also didn't start nightmare. life well because his name is Adel. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, like, did the charmed ones like save his life one time, and now he like has to babysit all nineteen of their children indefinitely? Exactly. Exactly. Basically, because throw me back to the demons. Any <laughs> yeah, I'll take my chances. So upstairs in the attic, Leo's like, how about when you cursed your engagement ring and almost got Phoebe killed? How about, and Grams goes, huh, that wouldn't have happened if you, <laughs> and then <Piper laughs> butts in, whoa, 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 can we really not? We called you here for help, Grams. Can you two put things aside for two fucking seconds and focus? And then Patty's like, you'll have to forgive her. She's just upset because we've been looking for an answer, too. And Penny says, we haven't found one, but... And then Leo says, but... And then Patty says, we're connected through the Hollowell line. We can feel everything our living family members do. And then the bomb drops because Penny is like, we don't feel our Prue anymore. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, so what does that mean? She's like, not like a Halliwell anymore. Yeah, what? What? Mm. I have mm. a couple of questions. Yeah. The first I, one is, why does Piper put her hand on Graham's shoulder? Oh, yeah. she a ghost. Yeah. That's huh. weird. That's a- My second question is, they can feel everything their living family members mm-hmm. do. I was thinking that too. Mm. So like our yeah. mom and grams just like up in Elderland all the time, like feeling their <laughs> grandchildren have sex and give birth and like Yeah, it's worded very strangely. I don't imagine that's how it works. I would think like they can maybe just like, feel the presence of them. They like, kinda of like how Leo can sense. That's what makes more sense to my brain. But the way they said that, I'm like... "Mm." Maybe, but that's the way they said it. Yeah, they said that. Like, no, no. We feel everything our living family members feel the We feel the pain. (laughs) We feel the joy. We feel the pleasure. Oh. Like, okay. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's a lot. Because as we've said, you know, all they do is have babies. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) after, like, the 19th childbirth, me, up in Elderland, as Grams, I would go down there and kill Leo, too. (laughs) (laughs) So next, we see Tyler with his boyfriend, Kareem, and he's like, so what do you think? And Kareem's like, I think you're being an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah. He's like, you can't just go into the wasteland. That seems crazy to me. He's like, but look what I can do. (laughs) <laughs> why he like, takes his yo-yo and he like spins it out and then puts it through like different fiery portals and and then creams is like wow <laughs> i think the rings of fire look cool though yeah that's with the digital effect so tyler tosses his yo-yo back and says that he's got real power but kareem reminds him that he's only known he's in archive for a month and he's only just now learned to control his fire portals um because he almost sent one of his teachers to hell <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> it's too bad that that's off screen because i feel like that would have been really great that would have been yeah. an interesting episode yeah, for sure. but can yeah. we just have a flashback of miss mcgerko um going to hell <laughs> in study hall please mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a child's book miss mcgerko goes to hell <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. It sounds like some like Republican propaganda. Like this is yeah. why you can't have gay people and gay witches in schools. It's the right. next Jason Moore Voorhees movie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, to prove that it's totally okay that he's using wanton magic, Tyler envelops both of them in flames. <laughs> Well, then they go to Paris. Aww. Which is cute because, like, last episode, you know, like last issue, they were just dreaming about going to Paris. But now it's real. Like, now he really took him there. (laughs) It's like Superman. Okay. I do think, like, when I go out places and I see, like, in America, all this, like, Paris themed, like, memorabilia and merchandise, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like Eiffel Towers everywhere. And it's like Paris. And I'm like, okay, well. This is Indiana, and none of you have ever been to Paris. So I just think that's kind of dumb. <laughs> but even so, it's cute to actually see them, like, being gay in front of the Eiffel Tower or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are there just, like, gay dudes in charge of the comic at this point? Um, No, it's just Pat. Because this it's... is, like, a pretty gay issue. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like, yeah. So they're, like, the mainstream gay romance. And for Charmed, it is. It's very revolutionary. It's, I mean, it's awesome. It's just awesome to see it in general. But I think this mm-hmm. issue in particular is really gay because not only do we have the Tyler and Kareem stuff, but like, you know, the sisters' husbands are all like mm-hmm. going behind their backs on adventures together. And it started with like horny, shirtless Henry calling up Coop. <laughs> and now they're like going to hell together with a gay teenager. Exactly. And then there's Charisma Carpenter and all the sisters hate each other. It just feel like it was made for gays. <laughs> right. And don't forget, we we did learn in, this is one thing that the ebook, the Gorgons Be Gorgons was great on. We learned that Coop is open. Oh, yeah. He, he admitted that did to Phoebe. We? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's a Cupid. He's all about love. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why limit love? Good for so. you, Coop. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this flirty feeling we're getting between him and Henry, it's re- it's legit. Like he he's gonna get Henry drunk and fuck him. And it is. So I want to see the videos. <laughs> Spouse swap, charmed edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, Coop Henry and a teenage gay boy, the next day, <laughs> um, uh, Tyler, I just read his name. Tyler approaches Henry and Coop on the street. That's weird. Like. Not at the manor. Like, and just like, on the street. <laughs> You're going shopping today? <laughs> Can I come yeah. with? <laughs> He's like, I know what you two are doing. <laughs> They're like, us? We're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, we all know what you're doing, Henry and Coop. Right. <laughs> okay. okay. Tyler's like, you've got nuts in your throat and a banana. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's like, you got an orb, it's got part of Benjamin Turner's soul, and you want to go down to the demonic wasteland to get the other part on account of you owe Phoebe's ex-husband your life because he died to save you. That's probably some kind of cupidy honor thing. So it's pretty, like, on the nose. Like, he figured it out. (laughs) Some kind of cupidy bisexual thing. In my Mm -hmm. head canon, he's also, like, really into Cole, even though Cole's dead. So it's when he has to do everything he can to get those orbs for Cole's daddy. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) And, uh, actually, this is a good picture of Henry and Coop, too. This actually looks like them. They don't look like the same person. (laughs) You can tell them apart! I'm so Mm -hmm. amazed! Yeah! (laughs) And they're both kind of like, yeah, well, that, that pretty exact that covers it how do you know all this and tyler's like you need someone to take you there to the wasteland i can be that someone they're like you're a kid he's like yeah 
but I'm also an archai, a fucking archai. <laughs> and if you don't let me help you, this is this part. Okay, this part, Siren. This part's dumb. Okay, I'm on the <laughs> dumb train with you now. <laughs> like, and if you don't let me help you, I'm gonna tell Phoebe and Paige what you've been up to. They're like, "Geez, you're gonna tell her that we've been fucking." I mean, uh, wh- what? <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me, right? I'm gonna tell your wives what the two of you have been <laughs> yeah. doing. On this yeah. date at this shopping center where I found you. <laughs> but instead, he, like, <laughs> he makes a little portally to the refrigerator and takes a beer and says, I'll tell them you gave me this beer. And I'm like, that's so stupid. <laughs> Henry says, that is not cool. And I'm like, yes, it is. This is so cool. <laughs> If I had magic powers as a teenager, you think I wouldn't have stolen alcohol? (laughs) So the next page, it continues the conversation. And Cooper's like, oh, Tyler, you're really an archai? He's like, yeah, I am. I is. And we have a history of being hunted. I need to be strong. I need to matter. He's like, I can get you to the wasteland and back out real quick. I'm your best shot. And then Coop and Henry give each other a sexy look at it. Like, oh, look me in the eyes. Tell me you want to fuck me and then we'll go. And then they do it and they go. You know, I think that Tyler knows what he wants and he's going for it. Yeah. He wants to be the middle of the sandwich and he's ready. He wants yeah. to take these two daddies through his burning ring of fire. Why is it burning? Because he's an archive. He's an archive. Oh my God. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Stupid shot, stupid. <laughs> is this my turn? Oh my yep. god. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. You have like, like all the cure pages. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good drawing of her too. Like the other ones are okay. This one's like, I can tell it's her. This yeah. one has some great face drawings in like every panel, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. So um, Kira the Seer and Prue are preparing for a ritual. You know, there's a magic circle on the floor. There's floating candles in the air. Prue asks if Kira has everything she needs. I do, and I'll have you know, this wasn't easy to get. This is Hippogriff Bile, aged under 56 Harvest Moons. You better be thankful. Um, ew. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, tell me, Kevin, um, what, horse spicy, horse spicy horse, what were you talking about at the top of the episode? (laughs) Yeah. Haruspicy. Haruspicy. So that's divination through bile. Yeah, through any kind of entrails of animals. Okay, got you. Yes. Yeah, close enough. (laughs) So, you know, if this had been on our show, what I would have done is I would have looked up everything about this and been like, here's your segment on hippogriffs. Here's your segment on bile. Um, So I just have, have a little bit of that stuff for you. I didn't find much else about bile other than the animal part divination, like you talked about. I tried really hard to be like, okay, who out there in the world today is smearing animal bile on their foreheads? And um, what I found is, I guess, not a lot of people, (laughs) which is too bad. You know, I think it's just Ted Cruz now. Just him. Yeah. yeah. Just him. um, So there's not like a lot of rubbing on the forehead, but I did find that all sorts of animal bile are used a lot in traditional Chinese medicine. 
But mm. there's now like um, laws forming against collecting such things. So it's definitely like falling out of practice again, becoming more of like a black market hush hush oh, kind wow. of thing, which is probably good because yeah. I don't know if you know this, but you can drain bile from, well, any living creature without killing it, but it's incredibly invasive and painful. Oh. So I guess 56 years ago, somebody could have jammed a catheter into this hippogriff <laughs> to drain its bile so that later Charisma Carpenter could rub it on Prue's face. <laughs> it's so weird. It's icky, you guys. It's very icky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so harvesting bile is gross, but it yeah. might help you. Um, there is <laughs> the this future. old practice. There's this old practice, um, again, from traditional Chinese medicine of extracting bile from animals and combine or humans or humans you guys Ew. but i don't know how that happened but um it's best not to dwell on it but if you um <laughs> dilute it a little bit with alcohol apparently you can rub this solution on like open wounds and burns and stuff and it creates an artificial skin oh. to help you heal oh isn't that disgusting it's terrible <laughs> it's cool yeah. and gross at the same time yeah, yeah. So then I was like, okay, maybe it has something to do with the hippogriff. What does a hippogriff have to do with like smearing its bile on people's foreheads and then making people see the future? Well, again, the answer is nothing. Um, <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> I can tell you that a hippogriff is um, the front of an eagle combined with the back of a horse. Mm, um, yeah. Actually, it's widely regarded um, right now. Um, the hippogriff in the Harry Potter movies is one of like the most successful like CGI creatures ever nice. made still to this day um and it's considered like by a lot of people to be a really accurate depiction of a hippogriff cool so that's kind of cool or whatever i can tell you that we first learn about hippogriffs in um, a 16th century italian epic poem called orlando furioso and in this poem um this guy has like a hippogriff it flies super fast it can fly to the moon. Hippogriffs represent duality because of the like two different sides, obviously. So they are thought to like represent like any other kind of duality, like good, <clears throat> evil. Um, but also hippogriffs represent love because the griffin and the horse were thought to be like so incompatible and hate each other. But the existence of a hippogriff proves that even opposites can love each other. Yeah. Isn't that pretty? Yeah. Very nice. So I don't I know why we... we had to slaughter this one and take its secretions, but... <laughs> I like how whoever created it was like, I'm going to combine an eagle and a lion, and I'm going to call it a hippogriff. A hippo. <laughs> because hippo, etymologically, means horse. Oh. oh. Well, thank you And for that. hippopotamuses are called that because it's something to do with, like, a seahorse or water horse or yeah. something. Oh. Something like that. I feel I smarter. Yeah. I learned, I learned things. So I'm like stupid obsessed with etymology. And whenever I try to talk about it, Phoenix is all like, Siren, that's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you guys get to hear all this now. Yeah. Yay. No, that's cool. And I found it fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I had to bring you a little something, something witchy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm so glad I got this page. Yeah. Um, even though the next thing that happens is Kira says, but before we get into the whole woogie boogie of it all, <laughs> I need you to give me your word. You know, the first time I read it, I thought it said "wooby booby." <laughs> I was really upset. Why did she say that? <laughs> Woogie boogie is not better. No, but she know. still she still wants to be human. 
you guys. I don't know if anybody told her that the avatars is like done smoked and over. Yeah. But she still wants to be human, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Crew says, you have my word. Yeah. Okay. With her, with her bile star glowing. The one where the seer has her fingers in the cup and the one where the pentagram is like glowing mm-hmm. on Crew's forehead. Those pictures are great. It helps when they have a nice like close up on their face where they can get into the details too, I think. So it is really good. The one in particular looks, it looks so much like charisma though. And it's so pretty. Yeah. I really like this artist. (laughs) The hair. Oh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so on the next page, uh, Prue goes full Cyclops, but Kevin, do you think she's producing the optic blast out of her eyes? Or do you think she has portals to another dimension of unlimited optic <laughs> power that they're coming out of? <laughs> See, this comic would make sense to be open to the dimensions. Cyclops, mm-hmm. it does not. It does but not. For her, for her yes. <laughs> and Prue's like, oh. And then Kira's like, check out the light show. Happy 4th of Ju- Whoa. <laughs> and then her eyes start glowing. And she's like, holy. <laughs> What's happening? What do you see? I want to know. I know. And I really like this page, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's kind of intense. The lights coming out of Prue's eyes are intense. Yeah. But also, you know, like you said earlier, it really feels like charisma doing these lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the next page is a double spread. This one and feels we... like a Where's Waldo to me. <laughs> it, it totally is a Where's Waldo. Because <laughs> it's like, we see the wasteland, but there's like this path that they're walking down. And it's like, here, we start here. Let's go down the maze. Like, you're going following the maze. Um, and we see them in different states of movement. And they fall out of the fire ring, the fire hole, and <laughs> fall on the rocks. I hate when something falls out of the fire hole. <laughs> yeah. Henry is shouting expletives and there's like blood rivers with <laughs> look like dinosaurs. I think they're supposed to be <laughs> I think they're supposed to be like the little beast, like the sucky uppy beast that sucks your powers. I thought it was like the tentacles from um you know that one episode. Yeah. The tentacles. From which from, way now? Yeah. Yeah. They call it they call it the beast. Yeah. Even though it kinda looks like a bunch of like Loch Ness monsters. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's like a weird praying mantis thing here. There's like pterodactyls. There's like weird dinosaurs here. I don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is that like a dragon, probably? Dragon. Fire over there. There's like a gremlin gargoyle. And then, I don't know. But they're walking around and fighting things and running away from these things. And we hear roar and running and yeah, wasteland. Oh, it's the wasteland. I thought it was Florida when I was reading this. Oh, see? yeah. <laughs> I'm a little confused on this page because there's this guy like in the river with like a blue Orby thing he's making and it looks like it's Coop because he's wearing like the same shirt as Coop and then there's a random guy wearing a shirt that looks like Henry's shirt like standing in the river too. I think the white shirt was Henry. No, Who's wearing uh, what? Coop is Coop is in the white shirt. I think it must be like a blue shirt actually. It's like a light blue shirt. Yeah. Okay. And, no, so he's right. Henry's in, Henry's in the purple. So Henry I is making like blue orbs somehow. I don't know. Yeah, that is very confusing. I don't know. Yeah. Put that in your canonical hat. It's probably <laughs> not supposed to be Henry 
but it's just weird that they colored his shirt the same. Like, stop being mm-hmm. lazy. Use a different color. Well, right? but he's got long sleeves on, and Coop has short sleeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. They done goofed. Huh. But Coop doesn't have blue hand powers either. No. Nobody does. No, not here. Um, let's put that in your canonical hat. Exactly. Kevin. What the exactly. hell? <laughs> Roar! <laughs> I'm a big dinosaur. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it seems like it's like super close to them too. Like this thing is massive, and they like didn't realize it until it was like, you know, right in their grill. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty intense though. I think I like these pages because they're way more intense than anything they would have done in the show because they wouldn't have had the budget for this. Right. You know? It feels like a whole little adventure. Yeah. They're having. Okay, so here, Henry has a gun, and Coop has his, like, pink flamer hands. Very Psylocke. <laughs> yeah. Um, And Tyler has flaming eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> or eyelashes? <laughs> his eyelashes are on fire! Oh, <laughs> oh ow. It's like, I flutter, I flutter my eyelashes like this. <laughs> hi where do you keep your fireproof mascara <laughs> the grown adult men are about to freak out but tyler is like nah fam and he opens up a flaming hole for dinosaur monster to charge right into which then reappears in the air so that big dinosaur monster can fall for a while <laughs> and crash into the ground yeah it's actually pretty fucking rad yeah it's totally rad it's very like D. &D. yeah i think the only thing that would have been cooler is if he like stopped the portal midway and cut the thing in half i would have been like boss level tyler right that would have been better yeah (laughs) you forgot forgot to mention they're very white guys mac on the high five like dude bro (laughs) high five celebration no homo smack my hand now smack It's very double mint gum. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but let's let's, let's ride a like, bike together. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Coop can't even be happy for one second. Uh, nope. guys. <laughs> so yeah, he says, uh, guys, we have a problem. And Tyler's like, isn't that? And Coop's like, yeah, a statue of fucking Belteshazzar. Cole's demon form. For anybody who doesn't know, that's Cole's demon form. And on top of this gigantic, massive statue of Belteshazzar, oddly wearing, like, blue jeans. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Forever in blue jeans. (laughs) Why can't he just be naked? Do you know Um, why? He should have been naked, and they should have had the word bubbles over his penis. Yes! That's what they should have done. That would have been amazing. (laughs) Get Michael Bailey Smith back for that. Hi, we need you to pose for a sculpture. It would need to be like a really thick, really long word bubble. Just right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there could be two smaller word bubbles at the top and then a longer (laughs) one underneath. And then some onomatopoeia (laughs) squirting out from... Never mind, never mind. Yeah. So you can see on top of this gigantic statue is Benjamin Turner's other part of his soul. And Henry's like, I'm no expert on demonology, but I'm going to guess that's where the rest of the soul is. Yeah, because they only have half still, which is weird. That Why is it broken in half? I don't know why. Yeah. And why like are there orb. all these demons like worshipping the giant statue? I know. 
I don't get it. Because there's nothing else to do in the wasteland. Duh. But, okay. Just put a pin in this <laughs> for my canonical <laughs> section. I have lots in canonical for this, so. Okay. But yeah, they're there, worshipping the Balthazar <laughs> statue. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you to add that it's not canonical that he's wearing blue jeans. Um, <laughs> to preserve the credibility of the art, he should have been naked. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. We had Fuck Me Daddy Satan naked. They could have done it for here, too. That's exactly. Alright, so now we cut back to the manor. I'm sorry, where uh, are we? The manor! <laughs> where are we, Sean? The manor! <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to practice for in case I got one of these. I, I'm, tell me if I'm doing this right. Um, back at the manor! <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so good. impressive. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, we're back at the manor, and then say, we're so glad to have you back. <laughs> and Phoebe's there, and <laughs> Paige is doing the Snow White pose. Oh, Phoebe! <laughs> it's so great to see you for keeps! <laughs> um... But yeah, so they're all happy to see Phoebe, and Leo's like playing with the children on the sidelines, where while Elise is hanging out too. Is that who that is? I was like, who's the bitch in the background? <laughs> yeah, it's Elise talking to, uh, I guess PJ. All right, yeah, PJ. Oh, okay, she back there like now. One day, PJ, when you're older and a woman, you go to the store and get a very special toy to use on your boyfriend. Yeah. No, she's like now, PJ. You promised me not to go in that drawer again. <laughs> he needs to not lick Elise's toys. Grown up girl time. Yes. Um, then Paige is like, what's wrong? You're all frowny faced. And she's like, Cooper's ignoring me. <laughs> I don't understand. And she's like, oh yeah, Henry's ignoring me too. I didn't think about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and Piper's like, you think they're planning a surprise together? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was like they better be and then leo feels without me i want to join the hot orgy session with the guys and yeah, leo definitely wants in on the three way i want to join the boys because we know we know leo is bisexual canonically too i mean you sent me a lot of video evidence over the past few days yes. I yeah. don't know if Leo's canonically bisexual, but I do know he's canonically a bottom. So <laughs> Now, what is going on with Phoebe's uh, Peter Pan bound that she's wearing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Kathy Rigby over here. <laughs> so back at the wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coop is, you know, half... Um, Pink slime, it looks like at this it's point. Pink slime. Bean burgering. <laughs> oh, and it's the I, this whole comic. The one, my one critique is there's all these cut off conversations. Nobody finishes their conversation on their yeah. own page, right? And also, every page starts in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> Sometimes there are literally just dashes. Like we couldn't even bother to write the whole thing. <laughs> right? Maybe if you didn't have them numbered, it'd be hard to tell where they go because these can literally put these anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Coop is going to beam up on top of Balthazar's head to grab the shiny white orb. And he wants Tyler to open a burning hole while he does that. <laughs> this looks just as stupid as the orbing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Coop's exactly. pink beaming thing. Actually, it looks worse because he's in the middle of it. <laughs> I don't even know how to... I can't. Yeah, it's a beam burger window half person. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll yeah, I don't that. know what that means, but yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Henry doesn't know because, like, Coop, there's hundreds of those things. Don't you want to stay here with me? But Coop, uh, pink orbs up on Balthazar's head, and Balthazar's statue is um, alive. <laughs> he like gets mad, and he like looks up, and he yeah. says, "Rumble." <laughs> <laughs> What's on my head? <laughs> and Coop, proving that he's bisexual, says, uh, hi there. <laughs> <laughs> Hair flip. <laughs> um, and well, the worst possible time, Tyler has an acute case of performance anxiety. He, uh, he's got his flaming ass fingers, but he can't teleport, you guys. <laughs> no. So, oh great, they're stuck in the wasteland and all Tyler can do is summon up his birthday candles and Big Statue Man says, Kill them. <laughs> Channeling Cinda. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes! Yes, 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like you're pandering to me and I love it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Crew bring back Cinda? Oh, that would have been my answer. Damn Can you imagine? It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring back Cinda next. Mm-hmm. Oh, that shapeshifter. For everyone who doesn't remember, it's the, one of the shapeshifter who <laughs> transforms and she's like, kill them after she's like a troll monster. <laughs> I know that anybody who listens to our show remembers yeah. because yeah. I talk about her all the time. <laughs> Yay. All right. So next up, we see uh, Coop is pink blorbling. Cupid's burgering back down with the both parts of the soul. And he's like, I've got it. Where's the and Tyler's like, I can't. It's not. And he's like, what? Come on, we have to. And then he's like, Coop, we have to run. Come on. And Tyler's like holding out his flaming hands in front of him and running. <laughs> and Coop's like, why isn't it working? And Henry's like, can't you just beam burger us out of here? And Coop's like, if I could Beamsburger us out of here, don't you think we wouldn't have to go to some flaming teenage boy to, like, fire us down here? I would have <laughs> right. just run into a <laughs> And then suddenly they're attacked by, like, green slime from Nickelodeon, and it goes, Blort! <laughs> and it just, gets like, from on the t- ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blort. The ground just, like, violently jizzes at them. <laughs> so then it gets on tyler and he knocks into coop and they both go falling but unfortunately so does benjamin turner's soul the orby thing containing it breaks and coop's like oh no 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 meanwhile the statue's still going (laughs) (laughs) and that's the end (laughs) that's the end that'll do big <laughs> so thoughts on this issue dude the ending kind of had me fucked up a little bit yeah. like i just i liked everything about this from start to finish so like when it at the end i was like no i was emotionally i'm also going no i know you get that like audible gay gasp like do you know what i i think i like about especially like the all the stuff in the wasteland of this issue. That was a big part of it. It's like the charmed ones can be so like, they just kill everything instantly and nothing touches them. And I know that's the point of this season is to like rectify that. But 
with like Tyler and Coop and Henry, like they they've never been like all powerful like the sisters. So them being in the wasteland feels super dangerous. Mm, yeah. So like the stakes are high. I'm I'm invested in how That's they're true. gonna get out of it. And you know, because Tyler's pretty still new to the powers you know he's still learning and that's part of why he's probably got that anxiety um henry's just got a gun and (laughs) coop's just like i love everybody what can i do love (laughs) yeah so they're all useless yeah (laughs) (laughs) but they are all also and this is more important hot (laughs) yes (laughs) that's what we're here for true i think it struck a nice balance yeah. You know, I like all the stuff with the sisters because they were just kind of sitting around the house talking about their feelings like they do. <laughs> and uh, that's fine. But, you know, they're kind of at the, they're at odds with Prue right now. So mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. And, uh, and then, you know, obviously we have the seer coming back and glowy eyeballs and hippogriff bile. There's a lot going fun. on. So I guess this this issue really gave me everything I wanted. Nice. Yeah, this one was jam-packed, and much like you both said, I do really like that um, Henry and Coop are, like, getting story, which is so cool, because we didn't get them that much in the show. They were just kind of the side bitches. So seeing that, seeing Tyler, like, get more of a story, seeing, um, like, even just the children, they're not just randomly somewhere in the house. We actually get to see... How they're growing up, yeah, yeah, and that somebody's actually watching them, and that why it's little <laughs> shit. So that with all the action, I even just really appreciate the fact that Pat Shand wrote Belthazar in when Co- when Cole died, just so mm-hmm. that we get kind of a reminder that when we see the statue, it's like, oh, okay, it's all coming together. Like I just love the way he's weaving it all t- t- towards the ending. Sure. Yeah, this is a very strong issue. I love Kira's back. Everyone loves Kira. And you talked about how she's written and drawn pretty spot on. I am a little bit frustrated that we still don't know what Prue is. Yeah. Uh, it's getting it's getting increasingly curious, so you're definitely hooked in it. You're like, oh my gosh, we still don't know. I believe we find out next issue, so that's good. Um, that's what you said last week. I didn't say that. You said that. That's what, that's what, that's what, that's what the thing in the back said. <laughs> uh, I do think the Wasteland stuff is real cool, but I also am annoyed by it because of the canonical issues that I have. <laughs> oh. uh, so, so it just, sounds like there's going to be more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. So let's get into that. <laughs> <laughs> canonical. First of all, do you guys have any canonical things? We talked about. Well, we all them. spotted. Henry's blue glowing hand. Yes. It's no good. <laughs> For sure, that one. We don't like the Balthazar pants. <laughs> no, we hate that. Yeah. The Balthazar pants must go <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I'm, that's always been my opinion. Sean, anything? No, just what I pointed out with the okay. little Henry. Where's Waldo conundrum. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that Piper putting her hand on, on Grams. Grams's shoulder mm, is yeah. a canonical yeah. issue. There you go. Yeah, that's for not sure. right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. So when a demon enters the wasteland, this is after they've been vanquished already. They fly into the wasteland, and then their body explodes upon entering it and turns it, it, all the stuff does their powers that just gets the beast sucked on. So there shouldn't be any demons here to be walking around and worshipping Belazar. That's right, because Cole is the only one 
because there, he had a human spike. Yeah, he had because yeah. he was something unique to the cosmos yes. or whatever. Right. To have a human soul and go to the wasteland. Mm-hmm. So most there shouldn't be this many people in the wasteland that are actually like in a human figure form with their minds and everything. The only way this would make sense is if they all happen to be banished to the astral plane instead of being legitimately vanquished. I'm thinking so the beast naturally lives in the wasteland, right? Right. As well as, I guess, all these other beasts we're seeing must just already live there. (laughs) So this place has, like, its own natural ecosystem or whatever. This is such a dumb conversation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so can demons just live there? Could they, like, already live there? Right. I, I, I mean, because we, we don't know much about the wasteland, really. That could have been definitely expanded upon it. This this just doesn't feel like the right way. We do. We can infer that the wasteland exists on the astral plane because when Phoebe went there to visit Cole, she used a spell to astral project herself there. That's mm-hmm. that is a thing that she did. Mm-hmm. And when in season eight, when they banished those you know, Peter and Rondok to the astral plane, it's kind of taking them to that same place where they would be if they were vanquished anyway. So I'm guessing that's why Coop can't beam here because it's a whole different plane of existence, not a physical plane. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So the only reason they're there in physical form is because of Tyler's power. Right. So why so, are all the demons there? I guess are, to up the state. Yeah. And this, is where, this is where the dinosaurs went after... <laughs> after the extinction <laughs> this is um where the dragon lived before Wyatt yeah. summoned it to san francisco to kill all those people <laughs> but then i also have the question like why is a human soul here <laughs> and i kind of got it to my head that maybe a vanquished demon had it on their person and they were vanquished and it brought it there with him that would make sense to me you know i yeah, so I don't know where this is all going, but I do know that <laughs> Cole's father's soul was like one of the loose ends they never tied up right. from the show. And they, man, it's clunky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they threatened to introduce it in the beginning of season three. And then they were like, nah, let's kill the triad and forget that story. <laughs> and then they were like, let's bring it back at the end of season three. And then they were like, let's kill Prue and scrap that story. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's no. why it's great that the p- comics pick it back up because poor Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. Poor Benjamin. He's been Turner. in limbo for a while. <laughs> Do you think Cole would have put the, the soul there for safekeeping part of it? My thinking is the only person who could have taken it there is him. And he did have it. Well, apparently he only he had half. Yeah. But apparently time. he only had half of it because he left his other half with, um, Elazar, we learned from the ebook, Elazar had it in his little. Oh, room. hey, it's me, Elazar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this this thing on top of the statue is not the thing that Cole ever had. No, this is a this is the second one, because the one that huh. Coop has is the one that Cole had. Uh-huh. Here, wait, let me help out here, Siren. There's two balls. <laughs> I'm following. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please go on. <laughs> and a banana. <laughs> 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 so yeah there's this just is what questions. i'm here for this is why i agreed to this i don't give a fuck about charmed I... <laughs> so yeah i don't know why they have it over the balthazar statue either because really he's a human soul that has nothing to do with balthazar other than being connected to cole um also the soul glows green which i don't 
know why it glows green because it never glowed green in the show. That's another one of, my, one of my canonical things again. I think it's interesting in the end that it like cracks open and like something comes out, out. of it. Yeah. Yeah. What could that mean? <laughs> so like the ball thing is really just like a container. container. Mm-hmm. Like a soul container. Container. Yeah. And we do know that souls are, you know, bartered and they're a commodity in the demon world. So mm-hmm. they, they're all, they probably store them in different ways. Um, why does Wyatt call Grams Grams? He's not, that's not his grandma. <laughs> I mean, I get why they would because they just something that gets passed down, but it still is funny. I'm like, that's not your grandma. <laughs> that's just her name. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just have that. I love that both of Kira's outfits appear in here that she wore. Yes. They both looked good. Yeah. Uh, so next is tips for future white lighters. Oh, really just messengers? Guides? Think of us as guardian angels for good witches. Tips for Tips future, future white I was out being a force of good in the universe. What is the moral? I think the moral I learned today is that um, extracting bile from living animals is pretty unethical. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but stealing beer is a victimless crime. <laughs> um, I'm going to go from Kira's standpoint. I am a firm believer, like live your best life and love those around you because look at the reward that she got for being good when she's a demon. She got pulled out of her death <laughs> and she's still alive. So yeah, pretty crazy. My tip is that a well-researched, bases-covered blackmail sure is a quick method to get your way. (laughs) Yeah. And also, seize every opportunity to go on an adventure with some hot guys. (laughs) Yes. Um, Next is, ooh, onomatopoeia. I had had one, but I was tempted to do another one. (laughs) Why don't you give us one, Sean? Well, obviously, blort. What the fuck yeah. does that sound, Blort? <laughs> blort. It's it's kind of like a bubble, a water bubble. Blort. You know, like it's the, the sound that the ground makes when it violently ejaculates <laughs> at you. Exactly. Yeah. Blort. <laughs> That's my favorite one too. I was tempted to do the white boy slap, high five, but uh, smack, <laughs> smack. Yeah, <laughs> but I went with Blort. Um, I one hundred percent have to go with rumble. <laughs> That's the sound of Balthazar's statue pants falling around his ankles. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, most valuable panel. You know, I want to. I actually want to give it to page two because yeah. it's fucking charisma. But I think my most valuable panel is the one where the three kids say they know Grams is there because they can hear her yelling. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that one's my favorite. It's funny. It is. You know, because Jennifer Rose, she's yeah. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this one was hard. I actually went back and forth between two for a while and then picked a third one that just popped up. So here we go. Okay, I'm going to go with Tyler and Kareem looking at the um, Eiffel Tower with their arms around each other. Just because that's so, like you both said, it's something we haven't really gotten in charm to this point. Having like an actual gay couple 
and just seeing like the love and care that they're showing each other they're not just like (laughs) being stupid he's actually like i'm romantic i took you here with my power (laughs) like it's a really cool sweet little thing and it it opens up um inclusivity to so many people Mm -hmm. hell yeah hell yeah i think it's great Mm -hmm. um I chose the page to Kira in her pink dress page because this is her officially being here in the narrative, and she's not going anywhere. She's here for the rest of the run. Spoiler. Um, God, that's so so exciting. Yeah, yeah. The best character to bring back, honestly. (laughs) Uh, And as cool as Pat Shan's friend, Jay, who inspired the Valen character, he commented on my YouTube of these um, and said that it was him who suggested Kira come back. Even though Pat's been a big fan anyway, he probably would have done it no matter what. But he told me that he kind of suggested it too. Nice. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, sexiest drawing. So, I mean, duh. Anytime you have this character in a comic, she can't not be the sexiest. I chose Charisma Carpenter <laughs> dipping her fingers in the cup. Just because okay. it looks so much like her. Her hair is fabulous. I want her to ride me. She's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I was really trying to find like a good one of like Coop and Henry because they're like so yeah. close together in so many of these panels. But do you know what? I also am going to have to give this one to Charisma. Um, it's the one where she's about to say Happy Fourth of July, uh, but. Prue is like levitating ecstatically with her back arch and <laughs> light shooting out of her eyes. Like she is having the best lady orgasm. <laughs> of her life. And Kira is just like standing over her, like between her legs while this is happening. Yeah. Oh, girls, what are you doing? Yeah. Mine is just the panel right above that. when she says, check out the light show. That's my sexiest because I love it's Kira as well, but I love the like the twist of her body. You get to see all of that body, yaddy, yaddy. Mm. And yeah, that's really sexy. Just like a little bit of emotion. Fun. We love Kira. She's so and sexy. And this whole time, she's holding a chalice, which yeah. is a magical symbol for what? A vagina! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Next is our issue ranking. Is this magically delicious? Pretty witched. A sorcerer's apprentice, disenchanting or vanquishable. This is magically delicious. Okay, I love, I love it. it. Yeah, you're you're a fan. I love that. I'm a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Much like the Belzazar statue, this is magically delicious. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you make it feel bad. I said pretty witching. <laughs> How could you get off the show? <laughs> uh. No, because I loved a lot of it. I think it was just the canonical discrepancies that, like, irked me. But, I mean, there's definitely... The, the writing is there. The visuals are there. I mean, there's so much greatness coming on in this in this one. So, Oh, I wanted to bring up, too. Do you remember when the tattoos showed up and it says, One will die and one will rise. And it says, The one who sees will rise. Yes. Now we know. Oh. Cole's one who died. Kira's the one who rose. Interesting. And she sees because she's a seer. Uh-huh. Oh! Uh-huh. It's all coming together, huh? It's all coming yeah. together. So our final thing is Pia's for Paul. Prue? Piper. You mean it's it's just you and Prue, huh? Phoebe? Phoebe, you there? And a big hello to you too, Penny. Come on, Patty. The rest is up to them. Paige. My name is Paige. 
Hmm. Another P, imagine that. P is for pole. And that question is, what kind of statue would you have in your personal wasteland? In my <laughs> wasteland, what giant statue are hordes of demons worshipping? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Hands down Belshazzar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i thought of a couple answers to this but i am really distracted by the thought of just like a slab of like rocky demon cock right now yeah i had a different answer as well but yeah now that pants down Balthazar is here like there's no better answer except for wolverine pants down Balthazar is the statue i want in my wasteland well you know what's funny <laughs> when you brought this up i actually had an answer planned for this and <laughs> It's going to feed into my narcissism a little bit, but I pictured a statue of me naked. <laughs> <laughs> Except my hands would be up above, like this, above, behind my head, and I'd be a full erection, all there. <laughs> um, maybe maybe a cape, I don't know. But <laughs> Well, I don't know if this is the time to totally lie to you and tell you that I'm an amateur sculptor. And... Um... <laughs> If you ever want to pose for that, well, it'll take quite some time. Uh, okay. <laughs> if I was in the wasteland, I'd probably sit on your gigantic stone phallus and, like, read a book all day. <laughs> I mean, it would be very comfortable. Yeah. It would. I mean, a complete well, a 90 review. degrees, straight on. I mean, that's how it goes. <laughs> so <laughs> There's plenty of room to walk back and forth gingerly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, girl, don't fall. <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing. And it's, you know, okay, I do have to be honest though, because I would I would love to you know be sitting on Balthazar's and Kevin's cocks respectively whenever I felt like it. But if there was a real statue in my wasteland, I think it would be Sailor Moon. Mm. Like, can you see the... my background of my wall over there? Yeah, yeah. the bitch is everywhere. <laughs> would it be Sailor Moon with a gigantic cock? Sailor Moon with a gigantic cock, yes. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh my god. Sailor Moon with Balthazar's cock. <laughs> She's like a hippogriff, but it's Sailor Moon from the waist up. And Balthazar from the waist down. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. This is your fault. You asked us this question. <laughs> Beautiful. So then I guess, what's next, Sean? next we've got this this is such a cool picture we've got like prue kind of in the middle in like this blue form and then there's really nicely rendered images of piper phoebe <laughs> and pay podge and then also a poop <laughs> and then we see what is probably benjamin turner's like really stark nose and really stark chin like in the very bottom here over the manor yeah, this is cool picture. yeah. Mm. this is like a horror movie picture i love this <laughs> i really it's like this cool. cover actually yeah it's beautiful yeah it's really interesting so it says the curious case of benjamin 10 answers revelations and returns and returns Prue, armed with the knowledge of what she has become, decides to take charge of her situation, leaving Kira with a whole new world at her fingertips. Meanwhile, when Coop and Henry's actions come to light, the Charmed Ones find themselves divided. Oh! -ho! <laughs> so that's coming. Yeah. And we did it. That's it. We did it. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> well, thank you for coming back on to the party, Siren. I love doing this show with you guys. <laughs> I'm glad. This is always nice to have. 
Uh, tell people where they can listen to your show. Please do. Um, so I do a podcast with my best friend, Phoenix. We are called The Witch Bitches Review. Um, we're heavily a charmed podcast, but we talk about witchcraft media of all sorts. We're doing like a lot of movies. Um, our whole shtick is that we analyze an episode of TV or a movie or a book or something about witchcraft. And we look at all the like film studies and fun cultural stuff to do with it. But we also compare it to the practices of real life witches and all sorts of magical people and all cultures and times. It's super fun. It's super informative. It's my and Phoenix's nice little blend of like queerness and anthropology and film studies and (laughs) magic. And it's just fun all the time. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, so we're Witch Bitches Review. Check it out. <laughs> Kevin was on our show once. I was, yeah. And will be again soon. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. And hopefully maybe Sean also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I, I don't know invited. if he talked to you about it. I, um, I messaged you. You never responded when I messaged you, though. Well, you are invited. It was like weeks ago. months Maybe, I don't know. It was a while ago. And you never responded. Oh. So I'm like, whatever. We've been talking like, about it for about a month. But yes, yeah. um, Phoenix and I would like both you and Kevin on Chick Flick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yay. We're in the middle of season two right now. Mm-hmm. Yay. I'd love to. Cool. That would be fun. So look forward to that on Witch Bitches Review. So Sean, tell us where they can find you. You can find me on the Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, where we have your Marvel Star Wars Disney news every week or my latest venture, Magical Journeys, where we can set you up on your vacation at no extra cost to you. We specialize in California. Get those cookies, you guys. Yes, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, You can also find find Sean and I at Solving for X. Uh, We're still doing that X Men show with the animated series. It's really great. It's really fun. It's really good. Yeah. And you can follow this podcast at Words of the Witches, all places except for Twitter, where that's Words of Witches and Different. Uh, we will see you next week, spell is for the curious case of Benjamin Button. I mean, Turner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. Your destiny still awaits. Bye.